podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's John Gibbons and Neil Atkinson on the day uh, that Liverpool, the city of Liverpool and the football world lost Ronnie Moran. According to some Paul Moran, after a short illness at the age of 83. As a player, he played 343 games for Liverpool, scoring six goals. He won things at Liverpool as a player too. He won the Football League First Division in 63-64, the Football League Second Division in 61-62. He famously missed out on an FA Cup winner's medal in 1965, but by 66 he'd been invited onto the coaching staff by Bill Shankly. His honours as a coach are absolutely ridiculous. 11 First Division titles, 4 European Cups, 4 FA Cups, 5 League Cups, 2 UEFA Cups, 1 Super Cup and 10 Charity Shields. And also, it should be pointed out, countless titles as coach of the very former Liverpool reserves in the old Central Leagues back in the day when there was only two teams on Merseyside. <laughs> By the time of his retirement, he'd worked consecutively for Liverpool under nine different managers from George K to Roy Evans, doing every single job imaginable. The book that came out just a few weeks ago now and um, that Paul worked very hard on, Neil, is called Mr Liverpool and it's hard to imagine a man more fitting of that title. Absolutely not. It's, you know, when you go through that level of service really to football club slash city uh, and I think he'd probably think more, much more football club because that was that was his life and that was the job and I think that the it's it's an era of it's an era of men really who very much did the job that was in front of them and I think that that's something which is you know we've talked in the past about one of the best things you can say about anyone is they do a day's work yeah and that's very much before you even get into the, the nature of the day's work that's done that's very much what comes through both in the book but also which comes through from those you know from from that level and longevity of service is you're not being kept around in those circumstances if you're not the first and foremost very very hard working and that can sound like you're damning someone with faint praise and it really isn't you imagine being very very hard working for 50 years yeah if you know what i mean that's and to, to, to and that that's your, your ethos and that's that's your outlook and that's the first thing that you demand of yourself and so therefore it's completely authentic if you demand that of everybody else if you don't shake then no one else can shake if you know what i mean but if you're someone who does shake then other people can go oh well he's swinging the lead a bit there so i can get away with it and the the key thing that comes through all the ronnie moran stuff is that he, he didn't let people get away with it he grafted and grafted and he expected the same of everybody that he worked with uh, on a daily basis at any level of the football club and it's a it's a sad day uh, but it's good that the books come out and it's good that you're able to look back on that as just as a huge positive and as a huge sort of life experience and immersing yourself in a game that we'd all quite like to immerse ourselves in if we're honest about it John. Yeah, no, absolutely, and you know, I'm sure he, if he, if he was sat here now and able to talk to us, he'd say, "Well, I was very lucky to be at Liverpool for that length of time. I was very lucky to spend my whole adult life really working for a wonderful football club, and and that's what he was able to do. But he was also very good at reminding everyone else of that as well. And you know, you talk about a little bit there about sort of keeping keeping feet on the ground, and the fact that Liverpool won 11 league titles while he was there was a lot to do with the fact that he was he was constantly reminding people, "Well, next year we've got to win." again we got to win well, again when we did John Barnes we spoke to John Barnes at an event at the Florian and John Barnes said that you know first week he's in and uh, and and Ronnie Moran he feels he's had a good session of training he comes back into the dressing room and Ronnie Moran tells him he's not as good as Alfaro Smith <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, which throws open a number of questions for John Barnes in 1987 I'm sure the first one who's Alfaro <laughs> who's Al- Smith and, and, and I think he was told in no uncertain terms not to worry about who Al- Alfaro Smith was <laughs> and improve his own game to get to Alf's heady levels <laughs> and, and I think that you know but things like that having that sort of that 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 
the cultural memory in terms of being able to say, well, I saw Alf Smith lad, is is genuinely a thing, and I think that it's something which is now, you know, you do feel a little like it's been lost a bit in the game because it's hard to have that institutional memory now for tons and tons of reasons, and we accept the reasons, and we, we sort of know them, but at the same time, it's something that I think we all want to see come back. It's something that you look overseas and you feel envious of, for instance, the way in which German clubs and Dutch clubs seem able to get the footballers into into positions moving forward. But you sort of didn't need to think about that or do that. And I think in many ways that's why there is, across the English game, full stop, but why there was a bit of complacency at, at Liverpool about yeah. it, about not having to work on it. Well, it's because you've got Ronnie Moran. Yeah. If you know what I mean, you've got if you've got someone like Ronnie Moran or someone like Roy Evans, you've got, if you've got these fellas, you can sort of go, well, of course we've got that sorted. We don't have to think about it. They're just sorting it out. And it's a real... You don't know what you've got until it's gone. Yeah. Thing I think because you haven't because you haven't worried about the next l- number of people who can do that. You can just sort of lose it. And as you say, the honors, the honors. It what what the honors tell you is that you know if you're in 19, if legitimately you know if you're playing for Liverpool in 1986 and you think you're a bit special, well, Ronnie Moran can tell you how hard Kevin Keegan worked. Yeah, he can tell you literally this is what Kevin Keegan used to do. So you think you're you know I'm, I'm this is a completely fictional example, but you know if you're Paul Walsh and you're you're letting up a bit, well Kevin Ronnie Moran can tell you exactly what Kevin Keegan used to do and why he was better than you, yeah. and you've got to take it if you know what I mean. Like in any walk of life, there's some people who t- they tell you stuff and you've got to take it and you've got to go. Well, I either rise to the challenge of what he's just laid down or I don't. And in in the world that is football, someone who can just lay a gauntlet down to you and say I expect this is what we expect, this is who you are, this is who what's gone before you, this is how hard we expect you to work. This is the way in which it works. Yeah, the, the Twitter reaction from former players has been really nice today. Do do kind of have a look at uh, at those. I'm, I'm sure they'll be easy to find, and it's quite hard to find someone with a bad word to say against Ronnie Moran, really, which is quite surprising. Neil Cleary had a lot of bad words for the players he was coaching. <laughs> but I think there's something else in this, which is that we we too even here, for instance, when I am I, I, I want to focus on the hard work thing, but there's other things, which is we we talked to Damien Hughes, and Damien Hughes, I think in his books, and I think he said on what, the two shows that he's done, he said that there's that you know a coach he, he spoke to he spoke to, he's observe coaching and one of the things he says to coaches is um you know if i throw you one ball can you catch it yeah if i throw you two balls can you catch them yeah if i throw you five balls how many will you catch none and loads and loads whether it was thought through or just in eight loads and loads of what comes out about that period of these men including shankley paisley ronnie moran these men knew exactly how many balls to throw at you, how to throw them at you, how to say things in, in one sentence that some people would take five, me included, as you know, you know how verbose I can be, how to make it clear in one sentence, this is what we expect, this is what we want, this is what you'll do, just in 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 the quickest, most direct way that players can understand. But that also, all of these men were remarkably tactically astute. It wasn't just turning up. And that's why the players themselves talk now a lot of the time and they say, oh, there wasn't that much tactics, they just tell us one sentence. Yeah. Well, that's them telling you how to play football and that's them helping you tactically and helping you technically. That's them coaching you. Yeah. We didn't really get much coaching. They just, we were playing five-a-sides and they just say something every now and again. Well, they're watching you play five-a-sides and they're saying something every now and again to coach you. And it's easy to sort of to make fun of that sort of thing, but that's that's innate sort of coaching at, at its yeah. highest level. At its, yeah. it's, it's epoch, really, is being able to get those sorts of results, communicate that directly, that efficiently, so you're not overburdening people with information. You're just making them far better at their jobs. You're making them work hard and far better at the jobs. And if that's not sort of what being a football coach is, then I just don't know what it is, if you know yeah. what I mean. That's what it is when you boil it down. Yeah. I think another thing that's kind of exaggerated as well is this idea of, oh, well, someone like Ronnie Moran couldn't work now because you look at, 
the, the range of managers that he worked under, as I say, from George Key to Roy Evans, and you can't tell me the football didn't change in that time. Yeah. Whereas Robbie Fowler, you know, was seen as one of the the first of a new generation of football, the millionaire footballs, the Spice Boy. Robbie Fowler thought he was brilliant. I, I had a little look at Robbie Fowler's book this morning, and because we're going to d- compile a few things from from a few autobiographies um, and and put it out, and you know, Robbie Fowler. You know, speaks the absolute world of him, and so you know he's he's not the, he's a, he's a completely different different generation from you know Alf Smith. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. But they all think he's great. Yeah, and I think that's. But again, it's back to what you expect. What your expectations are on training grounds and someone who, who sets the expectations. Everyone, I I'm broadly of the view that almost everyone wants to wants to do what they enjoy and wants to work hard at it, and it's creating the environment where that's a thing. So of course, if you're you can say, well, you're you earning all the money in the world, but for instance, right now we we like to think we're talking about a Liverpool manager who works his players harder than absolutely anybody else. Yeah, see, I I refuse to believe that you know that you know a, a, a forty year old Ronnie Moran couldn't fit in perfectly well with the sort of environment Klopp was trying to set up. At, yeah. You know, Liverpool, which is that you. The expectation is that it's it's smart coaching, it's intelligent coaching, but it's also it's it's really you know the way in which when we interview Klopp, the way in which he, sp- he was speaking about pre season that it was his happiest yeah. time. It's hard graft on the training ground. He's there at seven, again. You know, and that's the other thing. You look at that now, and it, they're the first there. The coaches are the first there. They're the ones who work as hard. They're there. They're there first. The last to leave. That's the job. And embracing that job and doing it as though it's every day is a joy, which I think is one of the things that comes through in the book and comes through with everyone who works with Ronnie, which, yeah, he'd shout at you and he'd bark at you. But it is the Shankly quote, which I think we've got up on the wall somewhere, uh, which is, uh, great to be alive, boys. All you need is the green grass and a ball. And that's, that's, if you can put that over, I'd like to think, and I'd like to think in everyone's job, but if someone can put over in such a lovely way, which I think is, again, the Ronnie Moran thing, which Shankly laid down, which they all adhered to and loved, all you need is a green is green grass and a ball, then how could you not enjoy going to work under that environment, even if he would tell you you were crap? You've done really well finding that quote, by the way, in such a short space of time. There's a lot of quotes on our wall, but... Um, <laughs> Thanks to, to Neil for, for joining me to that, and obviously thanks to um, Ronnie Moran for everything he did for Liverpool. It's a real shame that the Ronnie Moran on Alfaro Smith so special will now never happen. But um, yeah, but a huge, huge, massive thanks from all of us, I think, uh, at the Anfield Raffa to, to Ronnie Moran for, for everything he did. I'm really pleased that, that the Paul's book came out now a few weeks yep. ago. I went to the launch a few weeks ago and managed to speak to a few Liverpool players about Ronnie Moran. Obviously this as I say, this was a few week about about two, three weeks ago now, so this was before the news of Ronnie Death's broke Ronnie's death broke, but I'm sure they'd speak of him exactly the same way today as they did then. So this is Phil Neal, Alan Kennedy, Roy Evans and Phil Thompson on Ronnie Moran. Here's the launch of uh, Mr. Liverpool with, with Phil Neal. Um, Phil, it's great hearing you speak about Rob Ronnie and how performance that people still have for him. I mean, I think that's what really resonates with me. You see a lot of the club legends here tonight. The real warmth that they still hold for the man and, and what he did for the football club. Yeah, you've got to be alongside Ronnie. He was a winner through and through. Um, uh, he may have uh, obviously not played as many first team games as he, he would have hoped as a player, but um, he certainly presented uh, a winning aptitude to every player that, that was in his in his team in the red shirt. And it came across to me um, just how powerful he was during his time. You know what I mean? And, and he was... He could fall out with people quite quickly, um, but then he could also pat you on the back. Uh, and, and once you got the story uh, around, you knew which way. And he drove people on and kept 
people's feet firmly on the ground, as did all of the staff. Yeah. The book touches on his playing career as well, which I think is worth remembering. And yeah. some of us younger Liverpool fans might not know Ronnie as a player, but as he pointed out on the talk there, he wasn't shy of telling you guys what a good player he was. Oh, he <laughs> reminded us every day, you know, kind of, in other words, if you're going to mess around in training, he, he didn't like that. You know, there was an aptitude that he wanted, as did everybody on the staff wanted a certain pitch in training. If he felt it, it dropped below that, he would he would make you run, you know, kind of quarter miles round the track or whatever. He would go to a running session that would last three quarters of an hour. You know, he knew we didn't like that. We we loved to move the ball quickly and everything else that he obviously had learned at Liverpool. And so he he had a brilliant way of telling us he wasn't happy. But then he showed too that he was happy. You know what I mean? When when trophies came in and we'd done the business uh, and our feet were firmly on the ground, like I said, that, that, that report, I can see him coming into the dressing room with first division kind of medals for all of us who have played 14 games and, or more during that season you know and it, it was amazing there wasn't a big do you know he just threw them at you <laughs> you know and Joe might have been in on it and the boss said well how many games have you you know you had to play a certain number and he threw the, the medal to you you know this was in July and where you'd won it in May you know so um, he, he was already planning or the staff were already planning for another year of battling uh, and getting there to win trophies again and and we were phenomenal in, in, and Ronnie was a phenomenal person behind the scenes and should never be forgotten he was a winner at training through and through he reminded us and I can see him poor, taking certain issues out on the kids you know that he used to play off off site you know the first team were allowed the last half an hour on their own you know seven aside or something and Ronnie was playing with the kids, uh, you know, and Shang and Pay, whatever, they all tried to join in, and, and Ronnie, God, he, he could tackle, you know, he he would let the young kids know how to tackle and everything else, and he was just like that with the first team too. If you stepped out of line, but he was, he made you achieve every year. You know, the standard is this. I may have just given you another one, but we're starting all over again. Here we are, the end of July, right? Or certainly the first week in July. We're back pre-season, and he's thrown you <laughs> the first division medal. But hey, you get nothing for last year. Come on, we're going again, you know. And off we used to trot, you know. With Alan Kennedy now, um, he talked a lot about the impact that the Ronnie Milan had and, and how he was to deal with. As someone who joined Liverpool Football Club, I'm just interested in a new signing, first impressions of this phenomenon, whether there was someone like him where you come from or whether he was just a completely different type of individual to what you used to. Yeah, uh, I'd never come across anybody, <laughs> to be fair, like, like Ronnie um, in my time. And yet, um, you know, the likes of Terry McDermott and the likes of Phil Thompson, David Fairclough, David Johnson, who I knew from my England days, my early England days, 
they they told me about Ronnie and what he represented because I, he was Mr. Liverpool and yet when I first came to Liverpool I hadn't really heard of Ronnie Moran really? uh, as a coach or, or whatever um, and you know when I first came to the club you know he was one of the first persons that I that I actually got to meet you know obviously I've got I've got a sign for Liverpool but when I went into the training ground Ronnie was there to, to look me over and, and you know give me a few um, you know pointers of what it means to play for Liverpool Football Club and um, he was he was always you know on my side wanting me to do well uh, and if I didn't listen to him then he'd make sure that um, I knew about it yeah. you know um, there were times when I didn't listen to him and I played my own game and that was the wrong thing to do yeah. uh, when I was at Newcastle I was more of an individual when I came to Liverpool I had to be more of a team player and he was trying to get me to, to play as a um, you know as a team rather than anything else and uh, consequently you know I missed one or two games in that first season but he was always there to help me out but he was always also there to give me a right rollicking if I, if I needed it you know and um, sometimes Ronnie would moan you know um, about the game but we still won and that was the key to anything I was told if you're winning when I came from Newcastle they weren't so much a winning team so when I came to Liverpool and winning every week and every week in, certainly in the league it was fantastic to, to just to be part of it you know and um, but certainly Ronnie would never ever let your feet you know leave the ground he was always like down to earth and making sure that you know we'll see you Monday okay you can have Sunday off that's very kind of you Ronnie you can have Sunday off and then we'll see you Monday can't wait for it <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about um, talks tonight is that especially towards the end it was come across what well, was put across really important to this book coming out and not just something that's nice but it's reminding people of the, the importance of running when I'm really and yeah. to, you know we can talk about the, the great figures in, in Liverpool's history and some yes. people can sometimes be forgotten but Ronnie shouldn't should he? No no and, and there's been many great I'll, I'll call them leaders because Ronnie was a bit of a leader as well although he won't class himself as one you know he was um, a strong individual um, as was Joe Fagan you know and we've, we've, we've had um, Roy Evans here tonight as well but look look at Phil Thompson strong character on the pitch strong character you know off the pitch and that's exactly what Ronnie transferred from being a player to you know he was strong you know and you know it was it was the right way it was the right way and he influenced I think a lot of people in terms of like their character in the game and I, and I, I think certainly from my point of view I owe Ronnie a, a, a big debt of gratitude what he did what he did for me I thought I wouldn't have been the same player if it wasn't for him I know, I know he, he takes his instructions from Bob Paisley and Bob might be saying to him get it Alan Kennedy do this do that well I did it he did it for the right reasons and that was good that was good and it inspired me as well I, I use that word because like um, you know other, I might fall flat on my face and I might think you know what Ronnie you're wrong there but you know what you're right you know he was right all the time he, um, he was uh, 
he was such a you know a great inspiration to to the whole team you know and he'd tell you straight he wouldn't mince his words if you've had a poor game if you've let the team down whether you're Dalgleish or whether you're Souness or whether you're Kennedy you're told you're told and you take it in and then and then you come back fighting with Roy Evans now you spoke um, both in the book and tonight about the good cop bad cop thing you had with um, going with Bonnie Moran and I'm interested if there's any times when a new player came and they were a bit surprised by Ronnie and how he, how he was with them and if you had to sort of put their arm around them and, and kind of reassure them. Yeah, I think everybody was surprised at Ronnie, but obviously um, when you come, you, you yeah. know, everyone treats you nicely anyway when you've yeah. come, so it's one of them. So the first time somebody starts to shout at you, which would normally be Ronnie, <laughs> um, it comes as a surprise, but as I said, it becomes, it becomes a nice surprise because you feel like, okay, you're a new player and you, and you want people to give you feedback if you like whether it's good or bad. Obviously, you want it to be mostly good. But it is, I think it is refreshing that someone can you know, feel that they have the, the ability to say, hey, no, you're not, no, you're not doing what we thought you could do. You've got to, you've got to do this, this way, you've got to do that way. Yeah. He didn't try to change people. He, he just was always on the case for people's attitude. Yeah. And that was a great thing. It's yourself here, there's... Well, there's obviously Ronnie Bernard and it, was, it reminded to me that the continuity that used to be at Liverpool and now when you get a new manager in, it's all the old coaches out there, bring all the new coaching staff with them and I'm sure there's reasons they want to do it, they want to work with their own team but it makes me wonder what Liverpool as a football club are losing by not having someone who's who's been there, who understands the club, who, you know, just a bit of continuity for the players as well. Well, it worked for years and years um, yeah. and obviously but sometimes you change one or two but I mean, once you start changing the whole thing then yeah. you, you're going to lose all the things we've learnt over many many years okay you're bringing some new stuff in and obviously the game changes year by year so it's uh, it is I mean, different now I mean obviously there's very few British managers in the game the top levels a lot of foreign managers which okay it's, that's that's yeah. that's the way the game has gone obviously on the pitch as well um, so I think again it becomes more difficult um, because they, they bring their own coaching staff in and when yeah. they, they leave uh, they take them with them again so that's that has become a some sort of problem but that's uh, and I don't know how you get around that because I don't think foreign 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 managers coaches they're not going to stay behind when you leave so you're not going to get that continuity anymore I don't think no, what I really liked about tonight, you said at the end, was and I think it's really important is that um, just because Ronnie Moran's messages were simple and straightforward and he, he saw the game very simply, doesn't mean that these fellas weren't geniuses and they weren't ahead of the time in how they viewed the game. And I think you know, that could be forgotten sometimes. You know, people think, oh, they just played five aside, but these coaches, like, and Ronnie Moran was one of the main ones, were so intelligent in how they saw the game and how they read it and spotted a player like yourself. That was a good interview, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Yeah, but Ronnie, Ronnie Moran's position at the football club was absolutely astonishing and it was people those people who disrespected us and said that we never got we did and it was it was every single day as people first of all because um, they got it into us how important it is to be ready for the, uh, for the next match and every day we, we trained it was appertaining to what happened on a match day pass and move pass and move the Liverpool way was there and it was drummed into us time and time again get it give it move get it give it move and it was a constant theme we had one touch we had two touch we had pass and move forward um, or closing down if we hadn't done Genga Preston and this yeah. is going back all those years yeah. Ronnie Manan would call it hounding 
and we would have he would go hound hound and we'd be having to go and close down on somebody so in those days it wasn't it's not rocket science what happens now you know and sweeper keepers now Ray Clements was doing that all those days all those years ago we didn't have goalkeeping coaches to tell them they would appreciate that out there on the football pitch you make decisions for yourself and that was the glory of Ronnie Moran that was Phil Neal, Alan Kennedy, Roy Evans and Phil Thompson. Four Liverpool legends in their own right and four players who served under Ronnie Moran and a couple who've coached with him there as well. So thanks to them for giving their thoughts on Ronnie. And as we said right at the start, uh, this has been made on the day that Liverpool and the football world lost Ronnie Moran at the age of 83. Our thoughts are with Paul and the rest of his family. Um, do buy the book, Mr. Liverpool, Ronnie Moran, the official life story. Uh, it's out now. It's available to buy in all the usual places. If you may be a new Liverpool fan and someone who's picked them up in the last, say, five, ten years and you're interested in the history of the football club, there's no better place to start, I don't think, than the story of Ronnie Moran so do buy that do support the book I'm sure that'll be comfort to Paul and, and the rest of the family at this time if lots of people showed a renewed interest in the story of the man who they rightly called Mr Liverpool Sports Social Podcast Network